Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. 10 o'clock hour, the open home hour of Rosie on the House. Open to you, the Arizona homeowner. Whatever you want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin. Join the conversation at one 767 4348 That's one 888 rosie for you Text questions can be sent to 411-923, or you can email us at info at rosieonthehouse.com. Our first Saturday in June here, historically the hottest month in Arizona. And according to ArizonaWeatherForce.com, it is coming. By June 8th, we are expected to see temperatures throughout the state of over 110 degrees, which, you know, isn't fun, isn't enjoyable, but... That hot air is what draws the moisture out of uh, the Pacific coast and brings in our monsoon season. So as uncomfortable as that is, we need it for the rains that come here in uh, July, August. Are they still predicting a wetter than average monsoon for this year? Still predicting that? I don't know if that means a hotter than normal June. I don't know. To get a a wetter than normal (laughs) monsoon, but... uh, the heat is coming. If you're looking to get away with it, you can away from the heat. You can go to Vancouver. They're at 150 percent of their annual snowpack. Newfoundland <laughs> and Labrador, North Canada, uh, are having the snowiest June they've had since 2000. And then a uh, widespread frost swept South Africa. Zimbabwe is at 43 degrees, and it's the best start to ski season in Australia. To all the cool getaways around the globe, <laughs> if you want to sneak away, which kind of relates to a question we talked about last week. Someone called in and asked, if I'm only leaving for a couple weeks, where should I set my thermostat? So um, we, we generally tell people, don't turn your thermostat off. Uh, leave it at about 85. That's where you're going to do the best. If you've got a programmable thermostat and you're super cooling, don't change anything. Turning it to 85 isn't going to save you any money over super cooling. Just let it be what it is and leave it alone. Don't touch it. You know, one of the other things, Romy, that's changed in all the years I've done the show is how many different ways we can give people information. Um, are you aware that our YouTube channel has 27,000 minutes of viewing? <laughs> I, I think that's just a monthly review. I know. I know that's in one month and one of the YouTube uh, there's there's videos there where we're trying to take tips of living in Arizona and demonstrating them on video and I talk on one of them one of the earliest ones we ever did still is the one that seems to get uh, a lot of the information is if you have a particular door in your house that will not stay opened or closed to the point where you put it and it constantly wants to slide itself closed or slide itself open there's a way you can handle that pretty easily and it's demonstrated there by removing the hinge pin taking the hinge pin outside to a concrete floor that's the most viewed video we have that actually that video itself took us over the top uh to actually be paid by youtube because of how many views we get what a hoot well, you take that hinge pin out to the uh, somewheres where 
you've got a hard surface that if you chip it, it's not going to break your, your heart. Uh, I go out to the garage and I lay the pin on the floor and I take a hammer and I strike it about one third the way down, putting a little crimp in it. Then I go back and I put the pin in the hinge and that increased friction stops the door from seeking its own happy place. It will stay wherever you put it. So we have a question that came in on YouTube this week. Okay, smarty pants, what do you do if your door has non-removable pin hinges? That's easy. Take the non-removable pin hinge uh, off the door and off the jam and take it to your hardware store. There are three and a half inch butt hinges. There are four inch butt hinges. There are square edge hinges. There are round edge hinges. There are quarter inch round. There are three eighths round and they're half inch round. Take your hinge to the hardware store and buy one that's shaped exactly like it that doesn't have non-removable pin hinges. And then you will just simply mount them in place. And I say get exactly the same hinge because most of you aren't good enough with a, with a razor blade knife and a chisel to mortise out the hinge and really make it look good. That takes a bit of practice. It takes a bit of patience and it takes a skill set that uh, just doesn't come uh, the first time. And you're going to end up leaving big divots in the door and it's going to look horrible. So get exactly the same shape hinge, exactly the same size, but with a removable pin. Then take that, put, put the jam, put the hinges on, pull the hinge out, go bend it, bring it back, return the hinge. And I'm assuming you have non-removable pin hinges because the hinges, this is an outside door, and that's a security feature that you put non-removable pin hinges so a thief can't simply knock the pins out and slide the door out of the jam. I'm assuming your bottom and your top hinge are also non-removable pin hinges. So it's not going to hurt for you to replace the center hinge with a removable pin hinge. So now uh, our IT people will take this voice segment link and shoot it to the person on YouTube who asked that specific question. So you're a YouTube star now? Is that what this this is? is? This is a long ways from Romy at seven years old writing the Sarah's calling about bamboo flooring on on on, on line number two and re- running on sticky into notes. Sti- on sticky notes. I was going to yes. say so, sticky notes. Huh? Yeah, it yeah, was. So, so are you notes. generating some income for us with all this oh, YouTube? Yeah. yeah, we are now. It was. Yeah. I don't know I what don't, it is. I haven't spent any of it yet. Is it a lot? <laughs> Can I well, buy a boat? Maybe a staff lunch. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right. look at it regularly, but it's like a direct deposit. And I think I, over the last three months, it was I, like $243 burgers for, without the, the meat for the first kind of quarter. Thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't go to the boat show. <laughs> just because you're getting paid doesn't mean you're getting paid a lot. Oh. Well, I think we need to generate but some more. It was just fun to watch like when well, I mean, we had no idea what it meant. We just put youtube video videos out and you you know youtube was easy platform to put them on but it was like you need this amount it was like forty thousand watch hours and three thousand describers before you could quote be monetized i mean we well we'll never get there 
40,000 hours of view time, no way. Well, Adds it up, happened. doesn't it? Yeah. And, and I, I would say that one video Rosie was talking about is over half the view time. I mean, it's, it's crazy well, how many comments we get on that. We're currently creating a little video studio at the office so we can start taking our weekly tips and creating videos on them so it's another way you can digest the information. Let's see if we can go to the callers. We've invited callers to call in one 767 from across the state of Arizona so we can help you answer any question you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. Uh, this is Corky. Let's welcome Corky to the conversation. Good morning. Good morning, Rosie. Uh, I've used that method many times on the hinge. Okay, all right, good. It works really well. All right, great, well, great. People say, well, how do you fix it? I'll take care of it. Don't look. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It's a, it's a, it's a very re- highly refined skill set. I, I can't share this with you. Okay. I have a home repair company. I don't want my people watching me. I might lose my business. I know, I know. Hey, here's I, my problem. Okay. My, my son recently purchased some property up in Ashford, a five-acre par- parcel up there, and the property came with two... Um, plastic, you know, water tanks like they have today that he uses for his uh, water source for the property. The previous owner before him buried those two tanks in the ground, and then they built a pump house above it to pump the water to the house. He's thinking he's got a leak in those two tanks, but not sure how to do it. And I'm being an old Navy guy. I said, why don't we put a pressure test on those tanks? But I'm concerned uh, about how much pressure we could possibly yeah. put on those tanks. I'd be concerned too, Corky. What is the supply? Does he tank? Does he transport water? He haul, yep. Yeah, he yep. hauls water, fills these sunken tanks, and then pumps it into the house. Correct. And he's just he's just sensing that he's got a leak, and he's going through more water than he should. Well, right, uh, you know, and we know it is not the water line going from the shed to the house because the pump would be running constantly. You know, it's a well pump. Uh, so that's not the problem. It's got, and he's pretty sure it's in the ground, but how do you figure that out? <laughs> Boy. And if I, you do have a problem, I guess you've got to back hollow all out. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, do we have any idea how old those sunk plastic tanks are? I'm going to say that. The property, the manufactured home was uh, built in 2005, so I'm going to say somewhere between 2005 and 2010. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm trying to decide. If I were up there and I thought I had a leak in a plastic tank, uh, one of the things I'd try to do is I'd drain the the tank. And, of course, there's no visible wet spot that's indicating this. He's just suspicious they're not lasting as long as they should, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, there are all kind of cameras you can buy right now that you could drop in there and turn a light on and and film it as best you can to see if there's any obvious any of those leaks. Once the tank is dry, should have some amount of visibility to it, either either by way of dirt intrusion at the crack, mud intrusion at the crack, or something. I'd start with a visual inspection. You can get all kind of remote cameras. Uh, DeWalt makes one. Milwaukee makes one. They're not horribly expensive. You can put it on the end of a fishing pole and drop it down in the tank and spin it around. I'd, I'd do a visual inspection with a camera 
Corky and kind of go from there. But once you find out that one of those is leaking, uh, they're not made to have a removable lid, get down there and repair them. It's going to be a backhoe and a new tank, as far as I know. Ash Fort, beautiful little place in northern Arizona. Get to appreciate the, kind of the wind, the breeze, <laughs> and the big panoramic open sky. Well, and the flagstone capital of the world. That's right. And it's not where Marshall Trimble went to high school. Yes, it is. You tell all your friends then I am the man to see We've got, I was talking about how many ways we share information now. Man, we've got information coming in from my eight different directions right now during that break. I got a cell phone call from John Bolenball, the mighty electrician. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. We weren't talking about electrical, but he, he did have... Uh, and he knows we're on air. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. When I answered the phone, the first thing I heard was the Sanderson Ford commercial in the background. In the back- so I knew he was listening. Uh- but he said you, you could do it like you would do a pool test. So if you think your pool might be leaking, you can put a five-gallon bucket on the stairs and fill it to the exact same level as the pool water. And if the they are not evaporating at the same rate and the pool water is lower, you know there is a leak in the pool. So you could do that for the tank. Like you said, that would only work if the leak was in the bottom. But I was starting to think of it, you know, what, what, how tall of a pipe could you, you know, use that same, I don't know, same technique with? Because water seeks its own level. So if you had a way to seal the bottom of that, of a long pipe, you could stick that pipe in there and then, you know, f- follow. Now, he couldn't use any water. Right, right, right. During that time. You'd have to do it when he's going away, yeah. set it up to go away and come back and look at it. So there's right. one idea. And. Uh, that brings me to another point, and we're, he's scheduled to be on air in a couple weeks, I think closer to, actually, it's probably closer to August, but we've got a new partner that does nothing but specializes in pool leak repairs and That's spa right. leak we repairs. Can, and we can ask him what to do. Pinpoint yeah. uh, leak detection out of the Mesa-Gilbert area. They travel all over the, uh, the Maricopa County and even into Casa Grande, Pinal County, and... Well, uh, that's a that's a great service that you know they can fix the leak without having to drain the pool. They got scuba equipment. They've got some really crazy videos. There's on a great page, partner so we can very, send that Corky the call. Very niche market. Uh, so we're glad to have Pinpoint Leak Detection, new, one of our new member partners at RosieOnTheHouse.com. Talking about becoming every Arizona homeowner's best friend and how much that responsibility is growing. Arizona has five. Of the 15 fastest growing cities in all of America. And we have a good friend who has recently moved here from California. And they have shared a Facebook page with us that is absolutely hilarious. There is a Facebook page called Why I'm Leaving California. That doesn't surprise me. Oh, boy. Does For it, those, <laughs> do they say where they're going? I know statistics say Texas, Arizona, and Nevada are the three biggest. Yeah. Oh, it, but it, but it's, it's, it's just kind of funny why, why they are leaving. Um, and it isn't going to stop. Um, uh, that tells you 
if you're a holder of Arizona real estate, uh, Arizona real estate, in my opinion, uh, is probably going to be what California real estate was back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So if you hold property in Arizona, hang on to it, baby. Hang on to it, and you're going to be very, very happy. One of the things we try and do to our new If it's a second property, if it's your first one, you know, like so many people, like, well, so what if I sell it? It's going to take all my equity to go buy something else. <laughs> we, we were visiting with a woman just yesterday on the phone that had quite a bit of equity in her home. She wanted to fix it up so she could move. And she says, but you know what? I don't know that I could buy in, in mm-hmm. my own neighborhood anymore, no. even with the equity I have. And that's so true. One of the things we try and do for Arizona homeowners is teach them how to live in their home, maintain their home, remodel their home uh, in a responsible way. Very unique how we do that in Arizona so that you can get out and enjoy Arizona. And I want to give all of you Arizonans a little heads up. If you want to escape the heat and you want to escape to the cool country, the Arizona Snow Bowl installed a new lift. I think it was a, two years ago or maybe last year. And you can ride to the top, almost to the top of San Francisco Peak in an enclosed gondola all summer long. If you're going north and traveling to the Flagstaff area, run up to the Arizona Snow Bowl and buy yourself a ticket to ride that gondola to the top of the mountain because it is a spectacular, spectacular view. You can see the Grand Canyon on a clear day. You can. You can just see the little, little, crack, in the cr- little crack in the edge over there on the far horizon. It's and a, the Colorado River Plateau. And the Colorado the River Plateau. Absolutely a beautiful you, view from You're there. looking north and east from where the gondola lands. You it's know, the highest. I don't know if you can do some hiking to come back and look south. I've never looked south off of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that mountain. I, I've, not, I've and never. It's, it's not. You see Apache made, and I mean, it's a, it's a pretty view all the way around. I've never been there when I didn't have skis strapped on. Yeah, and I, I've never gone that direction. It is the highest yeah. point in Arizona. Jennifer and I hiked the third highest point last weekend, Escadilla Peak, over on the New Mexico border. And pretty soon, on a trip home, we're going to be climbing the highest point in Louisiana. It takes twenty. Strap it, takes, on, baby. it takes twenty-one minutes, and you're all the way up at five hundred and twenty-seven feet above sea level. We should rock that one. Yeah, yeah, we should make that one. And if you would like to join the conversation, come on. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. One triple eight Rosie for you, Owen. Welcome to the program. How may we help you this morning? Uh, thanks for taking my call. I just my wife is interested and wants to look do it. At do Owen. Do, do Owen. Uh, uh, you, okay. You've uh, yeah. you've already answered your own question. My wife wants do it. <laughs> just Owen. Do I it. Told, I, <laughs> do it. Well, and that's what I told your wife. I said I'm just going to find the uh, how I do it. She's going to make the decision on coloring okay. and all that kind of stuff, as you know. All right. <laughs> Uh, just curious on, on painting cabinets, you know, uh, I've watched some YouTube videos, yeah. uh, but I'm, I'm curious about how the finish looks and also the durability of, of, of when you get done with the finished product. Yeah. Owen, uh, it's not easy because the preparation is so extensive. What I would encourage you to do is take a door 
and take it down to a Sherwin-Williams paint store and let them take a look at what's on the door. Is it a lacquer? Is it a catalyzed varnish? Is it a paint? Is it a stain? Once they take a look at what is there, they'll be able to coach you through what you're going to have to do to prepare it for what you want to do. And if I look at your kitchen cabinets, am I going to see wood grain? Is it stained wood or is it a painted cabinet? It's uh, stained and it's uh, with a particle or whatever with a laminate, uh, wood laminate on it. Okay. And your wife, is she thinking she'd like to restain that wood and keep the wood grain visible? Or are we going to paint the cabinets? Uh, paint it, probably like a light gray or something. Okay. All right. That simplifies things quite a bit, Owen. So take that door to Assured Williams Paint Store, and they'll guide you through the prep process, the prep products, and how you're going to reapply the paint product. And done correctly, you can expect a very long, durable life out of that product. And the fact that you're the one that's going to do it, make sure you store the paint product uh, as we guided you on our website, rosieonthehouse.com, to keep it. And I would, I would even buy a gallon of the paint and never open it. And that will keep for at least five to eight years if you ever do need to do little bitty touch-ups. Buy one extra gallon. It's going to cost you another 40 45 bucks. Just never open it. Seal it away. Market is kitchen cabinets repainted June 2022. And it'll always be there for the little chips and nicks and dings that will occur. So I hope I hope that helps. It all has to do with the proper preparation. You can't just, um, I wouldn't just lightly sand it and paint it. Go ahead and, and uh, let Sherwin-Williams talk you through the chemical process of getting it done. She's, she's going to love you, Owen. <laughs> she's going to love you. And I would tell you this, I don't know the age of your cabinets, but if I were going through all the trouble to do that, I would also take a look at replacing the hinges to self-closing hinges, and I would replace all the drawer guides to self-closing drawers. And you're virtually going to have a completely updated cabinet package. Voila. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Okay, where do we go from there? We've Dennis and Buckeye. Dennis and Buckeye, okay. Good morning and welcome. Good, good morning, Rosie. This is Dennis and Buckeye. And I have two questions. Uh, they're not the same, but they're two problems I have. One is I'm having trouble with uh, noises in my wall from my plumbing. Uh, whenever I turn on water or turn off water, it, it makes all kinds of weird noises, and they'll go on until, uh, until whatever is filling up finishes up. Is it a swishing um, noise or is it a pounding noise, like somebody hammering? It, it's, it's almost like music. It kind of hums in the walls. And are you on city water supply or your private water supply? Uh, city water. And do you have any indication or clue as to what pressure you're being delivered? No, I don't. I'd, I'd get to a... a 
a hardware store and buy a pressure valve. They're going to cost you about $12. And you put that on the hose bib where the water comes into your house. The water comes into your house. There's a hose bib right there and probably a vacuum breaker that goes to any sprinkler system. Make sure everything in the house is turned off. Uh, screw that pressure gauge onto that hose bib. Turn the hose bib on. Let's see what she reads. You want it to read about 70 pounds or less, okay? If we're getting more than that, then we're going to put a pressure reduction valve right there. Um, that's generally why we get a swishing or musical sound to our water as long as the valve is open. Too much pressure. Okay. Um let me, I'm going to throw a, a little deal in here. I have been uh, diagnosed with terminal cancer. I'm sorry to hear I'm not that. able to do this myself. Who would I, do you have someone that I could contact that could help me out? Yeah, Thunderbird Joe. Plumbing. Yeah, Joe at Thunderbird Plumbing. Out of Waddell would be the closest we have to you. Thunderbird Plumbing. Okay. And the hey, other question. We were talking about guys that have been with us a long time. That's all. That's one of the funniest stories in my mind. Um, his number six two three six eight zero five four four four. One of uh, the guys he was doing some business consulting with was driving to Phoenix from California. Heard our show and had never heard of us before. And his first advice to Joe was, "You got to join Rosie on the house." <laughs> and that was. Almost 20 years ago. Joe, Joe's been a great, great partner. Oh, we get a lot of great feedback on Thunderbird Plumbing. I've, I've had him out to Whitman a few times where, you know, unfortunately with a water leak, you know, it's not like it can wait till I get home. Right. So, hey, Joe, I'm not home. I got a leak. Can you come? Make a so run. He's, he's come and fixed a few items for us. Now, Dennis, you had a second question. Second question is I am wanting to get our home painted okay uh, who do you recommend uh it's a 16 22 foot square foot okay stucco. well the arizona paint company would would be the first place i'd tell you to call and and and, and get a quote have them come out and take a look at it they've at, they service the valley wide and dave's is out in avondale aren't they yeah dave's, dave's, adobe. dave's adobe uh litchfield and avondale there's, there's, uh, there's two. We, I, I hate to ask this. Uh, do we have a preference? Hmm? No, uh, no. It's I really availability. Don't. Yeah, yeah. It, that that great point. Uh, the Arizona Paint Company is quite a bit larger company. Runs quite a a lot more crews. Uh, Dave's Adobe Painting is uh, Dave, his son Aaron, and a couple guys. Uh, their availability can be a problem uh, sometimes. They're just uh, that stretch that far out. Okay, great. I appreciate your time. Okay, man. Well, Dennis, we appreciate the call. Let us know anytime, any way we can help you. They're around the house, home, castle, or cabin. One of the things that we do is we take a look at what the most asked question of the week is. And... This week, we were asked about elastomeric paint, and will it seal the cracks in our stucco? Um, I, I, I want to be very careful here because I don't want to besmirch anybody. We never 
recommend elastomeric paint be put on your house, okay? You can use elastomeric caulk or putty to span the cracks on your stucco, but then use a 100% acrylic exterior paint to paint over that. There are applications for elastomeric paint. They, they work very well on spray foam roofs, flat surfaces, where it's all sprayed over the same material. But we do not generally recommend elastomeric paint on your house. You are, you are literally putting a waterproof raincoat over your house. And there's a lot of arguments for not doing that. Okay? So I, I hope we cover that clearly in the article. The other thing everybody want to know is how do I clean concrete driveways? That's our weekly to-do. You can follow along with those in our home maintenance calendar, which is a free publication we put out every year that gives you a weekly to-do. Not all of them will apply to your home. Sometimes we talk, it might be a pool, might be a lawn. Not everyone's got a lawn, which is a good thing. <laughs> a lot, I think a lot fewer uh, will be going forward. But uh, it, it, it'll give you one thing to keep up with, and then you can actually track those and complete those in our app, rosieonthehouse.com slash app, and that'll take you to our home Zada uh, profile where you can then create a profile and track all your maintenance done. You can complete the task. You can assign it to other people. You can assign it to contractors. If it's something over your head, it'll keep track of all of those things. If it's reoccurring, uh, it'll help you budget and plan for it next time it comes around. It's a very, very useful way to keep all your home maintenance files digitally organized and up to date. And our weekly to-do is cleaning your basically cleaning concrete and uh, any oils as it relates to oil stains that might be on your driveway. The first thing you want to do is soak up anything if it's wet. You know, an oil stain, you know, depending on how old the car is, how long it's been parked there, if it's wet. Uh, dirt, you can throw dirt on there. If you've got ant, a cat, you can take your cat litter and throw it on it. Uh, whatever the case is, but let it something soak up the wetness for... Yeah, it may take two or three applications in some cases. A testimony to how well cars are built today is how much less, less oil <laughs> dripping you see. When I started remodeling, I would have all my tradespeople, they were never allowed to park on the driveway. I remember that. Yeah, you had to park in the street. You carried your tools to the house because I, I didn't want to be cleaning up their drippy oil pans. And, you know, that's hardly an issue. In today's vehicles. But and, and if I you're don't trying know if, to clean it, you can. And I haven't noticed any oil leaks on mine, but that might be why Ford added. When I, have, when I go change my oil on my 2019, I have to take off this composite board first that's attached with four <laughs> screws on each side. That you have to take rack. You have to take that off first before you can get to it. And I don't know if that's like bolt? an extra preventative measure to no, ever, I but I, I mean, I've never noticed an oil drip, but it, it, it's funny. <laughs> I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Just so, not like the old days. That's for sure. So we'll continue talking through it, but that's the first thing you do uh, is get that standing oil off the driveway.
One of the themes that I'm going to be jumping on on a regular basis here, uh, and I've, I've been on this theme for several years, is the concept of saving water. And I'd like to congratulate the city of Scottsdale who saved a record amount of water in their new uh, uh, way of uh, saving water citywide. They were committed to saving a 5% in 2022. They exceeded expectations and actually saved 8%. Is that the city or is that homeowner? That's the city. That's That's the the actual city of Scottsdale. And I'd like to encourage you all to think through your water consumption. And it is easy for every one of you at your home to save 10%. It's, It's hardly noticeable, glass by glass. Make sure your sprinkler systems are working properly. Don't be overwatering. Don't be overspraying. I took advantage of City of Scottsdale's rebate, and uh, I I tore a thousand square feet of tiff lawn out of our backyard. You know the kids aren't coming around. Uh, grandkids would rather be in the pool and the trampoline than playing uh, football on the grass. So I'm expanding my dog kennel, and I'm expanding a little bit of vegetable gardening. And the city of Scottsdale encouraged me to do that, incentivized me, and said, look, we'll, we will credit you a dollar a square foot for every square foot of tiff, warm weather grass, you remove from your yard. So I and, said, okay. And I don't know about the city of Scottsdale, but it has to be. You can't, you, you can't uh, just use anything going back, right? Right, right, right. That, that was a plan that ended in January. You had to register for it. You had to get photos of it and all of that. So, so the irony is uh, having lived in the house for 34 years, I know I've spent $10,000 keeping that lawn looking good for all these years. And, and now I just spent a good amount of money uh, killing it and ripping it all out. <laughs> so that's the irony of the whole deal. Well, look at this special guest walking We're gonna, in the studio right now. This if, is a, this is a great. If you'd like, uh, we're not going to get to the rest of our concrete cleaning. Just type in hashtag concrete cleaner at rosieonthehouse.com because uh, I don't know if you're monitoring the KTAR text, but there's a lot of nostalgia going on for uh, listeners on our flagship station because there's a voice in studio this morning, Miss Gabby Bass. <laughs> Using my nickname, it's Gail Bass to you news folks. <laughs> or, or Click Chick. <laughs> yeah, the Click Chick is back, just doing some fill-in work from KTAR for now. Such and- a pleasure to see you today. Hi, Miss Jennifer. Hello. She I, makes the best duck gumbo on the planet. Can I just tell you that? And you, you and you guys didn't just give me like four cups of duck gumbo. It was like eight cups. Atta girl. And I think I gave him the Tupperware like three years later. <laughs> I held on to that because I wanted it refilled. Well, we'll do that for you again. It's so good to see you. So good to see you guys. I think I think we did that uh, when LSU beat your dad's. Uh, the volunteers. Alum. You had to bring that up, didn't you? Uh, I, I, <laughs> didn't you? I think we brought you the gumbo one year LSU beat your dad's yeah, well, LSU, Tennessee volunteers. Well, LSU is my late mom's team. That's you know? right. I yes. remember that. House divided. Yes. Yeah, it was a house divided. Oh, that's great. She's well, luckily cheering they're, them on. They're East and the West Conference, so it wasn't very often that we went head-to-head. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but my cousins are F- Alabama all the way. Oh. And they've invited me to games oh. and Wait, everything. When are you coming? Crimson when are you Tide coming? or Tigers? Uh, Crimson Tide. Oh, Crimson Tide. Oh, yeah. 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 
<laughs> I got all kind of colors I could represent yeah. to antagonize you when yeah, I fill in. Orange, red, <laughs> crimson. Well, it, it was a real joy walking in the studio this morning and seeing you at the news desk. Uh, we had a lot of fun together over the years uh, when I mean, you were here before. Glad you're back. I mean, even even back to when the station was on Central. Uh, yes, and I almost been... went there this morning. I had to catch myself <laughs> at North. I'm like, wait, you need to turn. You can't get into that building. Well, I can't get into either building yet. There's a supply chain shortage, so they have no badge. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, so, and I'm, since I'm You got to call gonna... the newsroom. Uh, can I get in? What do you need? I'm doing the news. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to be doing fill-in work. It's uh, So you, you, you might hear me pop in every now and That's then. That's great. Well, I, I got to share one story because it always cracks me up. It wasn't funny at the time, but we were at the Tucson Convention Center doing a live show, uh, and somebody rel- ran into the saying, Gabby shot, Gabby shot. And I'm like, what the heck is going on at KTAR? Who would want to shoot Gabby? And well, it was Gabrielle Gifford. I yeah. had no idea. I had never heard that name before because that's not my district or voting mm-hmm. or anything. I, mm-hmm. I don't follow state politics hardly at all. But for about 10 minutes, like, what is going on at KTAR? Well, you know, the interesting thing about that, and that reminds me of how news, how you have news in your blood. I was not working Saturdays anymore when that happened. And I was, I was, when it happened, I got a news alert and I called the radio station and I couldn't get through. Nobody was answering the phone. I called somebody. They called the boss. The boss called in, and they answered the phone, and we got it on, like, quickly. It's so funny how that that chain phone call happened so quickly that they broke in with it, like, five minutes later, and I didn't realize how fast and quick people could call each other. Well, so good to see you again, and thanks for spending the last few minutes wrapping up this Saturday's broadcast. It's rosieonthehouse.com. If you have questions between now and next Saturday about your home, castle, or cabin, thanks, Clay Chick.